It's your host, Jennifer Freer from The Diary of a Modern Yogi. This is where I talk about my daily life as a yoga instructor living a yogic lifestyle in the Las Vegas city, City of Sin. Enjoy! Hello, Satnam. Jennifer Freer here. So today's podcast is about breathwork, birth trauma, and physical immortality. So um, do you believe in physical mortality? There's somebody, um, his name is Leonard Orr, who came up with the liberation breathing. And he's taught uh, Sandra Ray. I think they were pioneers on the breathwork path. And Sandra Ray is somebody who I adore and love and have read many of her books. My favorite book is How to Be Chic, Fabulous, and Live Forever. And that talks about a lot about the physical immortality and how much better you feel and you look because uh, of doing all this breath work, right? By, by making the pranic body strong, as I talked about the, the bodies last time. Um, so yeah, I wanted to bring awareness to this subject because not only does, you know, um, breath work help with, uh, looking better, feeling better, uh, it builds up your immune system, right? And helps you, um, helps you combat any illnesses, any disease that's trying to creep up in the body because all, all illnesses are, are mental illnesses is what I believe my personal belief and what I found to be truth to be my truth. Um, anyway, so, uh, just checking in, like how do you do breath work? Have you done breath work? Do you take some time out of the day, um, for your spiritual practice or for your meditation practice? And, and how does that, how does that look? Right. Um, so another thing that Sandra Ray talks about is birth trauma, which is highly interesting to me, highly, highly interesting because I 1000% believe um, that how our birth experience went um, affects us in our adult life, affects our, our patterns, right? And we chose to come in that way anyway to have these physical manifestations for our soul growth. And so some of the basics she talks about, like if you have, you were born, your cord was wrapped around your neck, that's a um, manifestation of not wanting to be here, right? Maybe it was hard for you to decide to manifest down into um, earth school, but it's part of your soul growth to be able to move on to the different realms and stuff like that. Um, there's direct correlation between anger and people who were born cesarean section. And um, one of the stories that kind of got stuck in my mind the most was, this makeup artist, she was highly talented. She's a makeup artist to celebrities, and she had reached out to Sandra Ray because um, none of her therapists could figure out she was deathly um, afraid of of people and going out and going to different places and all of this stuff, right? All of her psychological issues was um, preventing her from having a normal life, and she would actually have people come to her house so that they can get their you know their makeup done and stuff like that and so Sandra went to her and started asking about her birth and um, what that was like and she said that her parents were um, had just come over to the states and she was premature and um, she was left in our incubator her parents went to a different state while she was in her incubator for several months. And so um, that affected her tremendously. Babies are very sensitive. They feel a lot. And um, in, in yoga, they teach you that um, you 
Maxie, get out of here. That you have, um, your child does not have an aura for two years. So it's very important for the mother to have a strong aura to be able to provide that kind of emotional and um, energetic protection for, for the children. Um, so I thought that was just very interesting. So she had created this incubator at her home, right, in her home life and was so scared of having relationships with other people for, because of ov- obviously abandonment issues, right? Um, but it was very interesting because no, you know, no, no therapist had asked her, um, you know, what is your birth trauma? What was that like? And so if you want to look it up, they do liberation breathing and they, they you um, do breath work and you get back, you propelled like um memories launch of your birth and so i i recommend like if you don't know how your birth was um ask your parents right this is a good time to like kind of just go a little bit deeper um let's see i know my my brother had a my cord around a cord around his neck and um i don't know specifically uh my birth (laughs) Because I've kind of gotten like everyone's just like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, no, there's something there. Um, so I'm just going to leave it alone. Maybe sometime, you know, my mom or my dad might, might tell me the real story. Uh, my The hospital that was there that I was born in is no longer there. Uh, born in Las Vegas. So it was like one of the women's hospitals. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I'm sure it has, you know, I've done hypnotherapy to experience what I was feeling in the womb and how my parents were feeling. And, um, you know, that's it's interesting because like when I went into that uh, that space, I felt like I wasn't wanted or that um, my parents weren't ready to have me. And you ask my mom and she's like, no, I couldn't wait for you to be here, you know. So um, it's interesting, like picking up on your your truths and like what was actually happening. And even though my mom felt very excited to have me, um, that doesn't mean that she didn't feel like, you know, oh, am I ready to be a mother um, to this child? And or, you know, it's my husband, like my dad, you know, was he um, emotionally available for me? That sort of thing, which um, you know, plot twist, he wasn't, (laughs) but still again, like soul contracts, I picked them. I'm so happy that we've had, you know, even the traumatic experiences have propelled me into a life of awareness and, um, acceptance. And so super grateful for that. Um, but yeah, so just something to ask, right? Like some, some, some fun stuff to, to, um, think about. And so, you know, um, breath work really gets the trauma out of the cells. And I believe that every tension, every sore spot in the body is just stuck emotion. So I tend to keep the tension up in my shoulders and I'll, I'll notice because, uh, I check in with my body often, uh, where I'm squeezing my shoulders and stuff in certain areas, or if I'm not taking a deep breath, especially, when I'm recording videos and stuff like that, because I'm just like, so, um, you know, my mind is elsewhere when I'm, when I'm doing those things. So, um, an ex- simple exercise that you can do that you could pick for later is my favorite breath work is if you're sitting up, you're sitting in easy seated pose, right? Your spine is straight. And then you place your left hand over your heart and then your right hand on top of that. And then you take deep, powerful breaths in and out the mouth and try that for three minutes. And so your breathing should sound like this for three minutes. Um, Pretty powerful. I've experienced a lot of clients have emotional releases from it. I have emotional release. Um, 
or I'll get tingling in the back, the back part of my heart chakra, like that back per- projection. Um, so it's a really powerful breath work. And again, like it, it makes you look younger, right? And it builds your radiance and, um, you know, you don't need external things to make you feel beautiful. And I love wearing makeup. I think makeup is an artistic expression. <coughs> Excuse me, but I don't, I don't usually typically wear a lot of makeup because I like to show that, um, you know, you can glow just from using these different uh, mindful practice practices of uh, breath work, meditation, and yoga. Um, but I love, you know, a good cat eye and stuff like that. And, you know, my inspiration comes from Cleopatra of, uh, you know, really just enhancing the beauty. But also it's good to be mindful of like, you know, are, are you covering up something? And a lot of the, the, the um, makeup out there today is full of chemicals anyway. So, you know, what are you, what are you putting onto your skin? You're your skin is the largest organ of your body, um, you know, or it's like if going into Botox, like I always thought by the time I was 30, I would for sure have Botox and, um, you know, not to knock anyone who does because I think it looks amazing and I can't even tell most of the times. Um, I just like found out this girl I follow on Instagram was talking about how she hasn't been able to have Botox because of the quarantine. And I was like, wow, I always wondered why your forehead was so smooth. Like I legit was like, I need to get her, um, you know, her skincare routine, but it was Botox. (laughs) So I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But you can actually slow down the aging process, right? Um, Through breath work and through, you know, keeping your thoughts mindful. I've volunteered at hospice a few times. And um, this one time I went over to this lady's house. She couldn't really move. Uh, around, which is why I was there. And it was so interesting to hear like the, her perspective on things. And, you know, I was in her closet cleaning and she was like, Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. I just know that I'm going to fall if I come into this closet and start cleaning. And so it was really interesting, like how she's already preparing herself to have this kind of accident, right. To have this experience. And, um, the more I got to know her, the more I found out like her kids don't talk to her. She's got some, you know, like there's a lot of forgiveness and resentment issues. Um, she suffered from heart disease, which is a heart chakra imbalance. Um, also what else there was, oh, she had, um, a dog that no longer lived with her. He'd either, someone else had adopted the dog or passed away. I honestly can't remember. I think it passed away, but she still had the food out and that dog had passed away six months ago. And so, um, when I asked her, you know, I said, have you heard of the law of attraction? She said, what is that? And so here's somebody who's gone and lived on this earth for 80 years and, um, has not even heard of law of attraction. Right. And so, um, and you see it too, with like the older people who are hunched over, who can't walk upright, like, you know how they live their life. They did not live their life feeling empowered and, you know, creating their reality and all that. They felt um, defeated, right? And so um, you can just always tell how someone's lived by their, their face. Even people around my age, our 30s or 40s, you can tell if they've got a lot of stuff in their head by the way that they their face is scrunched up, right? And that, that could just be their, their resting face. But you can tell like how much worry they've had in their lifetime. And that's the beautiful thing that I've loved about, you know, Kundalini Yoga and the work that I do is I've seen people's faces change, but not from... Sorry, my birds are going wild right now. Um, not from, because they're like, yeah, speak the truth. I'm just kidding. I think there's sirens or something. 
Um, but I've seen people's faces get softer and look younger just from one year of yoga, you know, and, um, and these breathwork practices. So it's very powerful. Um, another thing that Sandra Ray likes to touch about is in um, Leonard Orr is um, physical immortality and how we can live past beyond what we've been told, right? There's, there's actually several um, people, especially in India, some gurus and women she was talking about in this book specifically of um, them being a couple hundred years old. But this is these aren't people that are like, okay, you know, they're not out in in um, plain sight. And even if they are, you probably don't see them because the vibration of them is different than, you know, um, if someone's believing that you can't live past 100, you're probably not going to meet anybody that's 400 years old, you know. Um, so just bringing that awareness to that. And um, I don't know. I just love I love all of <laughs> all of this stuff. Um, there's also this lady. Her name is Gurmook, and she does a teacher training for pregnant women. Um, she had a pretty bad birth experience of being a mother and having a child, and she did not listen to her her mother's intuition and listen to what the doctors and the nurses had to say. And she ended up her baby died because of it. And so out of that came this program of how to um, you know really have women trust their own instincts on when it comes to birth, um, birthing their children and how you have to, you know, you have to get to a certain awareness to be able to make the call or, um, you know, allowing the child to come out. I know there's, uh, one girl that I went to teacher training with, she said, you know, if you do get pregnant and you're not ready, you better find yourself getting ready because my, I was not ready and my baby's head was attached to the wall, my uterine wall. So, um, you know, this shit's real. (laughs) This shit is real. Um, it's all about your, your perspective and, and, um, the way your mind is thinking and stuff. Like we create our own realities. We create our own prison. We create heaven on earth. We create hell on earth. Um, all of those beautiful things. So, um, what to say breath work, birth trauma, and physical immortality. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty much, all the info that I've got on it, um, or that I'm like choosing to share now, have you experienced anything like that or doing the breath work? I know some people are having some profound experience through this Wim Hof breathing methods too, um, that are, you know, allowing you to access different memories or, um, certain things are moving out of the body with breath work, um, on an energetic level, on past lives levels, um, just all this, all this beautiful stuff. Um, and then also they, they touch on like the life urge and death urge. And if someone has a life, strong life urge and someone has a long, a big death urge. So if you have a death urge, you're, you pretty much, um, you've had a couple experiences of death, right? And, um, luckily your life urge is, is strong enough to overpower these kind of situations, but they're typically the people who have been in multiple cholera accidents or, um, stuff like that. And then the people who have strong life arches who are, who are also, um, subjected to like, she talks about, oh, that's also what I want to talk about. She talks about this lady who, um, you know, that fell out of an airplane and she ended up living because circumstances, had her live. And that was because she had a long, her, um, the theory is that she had a big, um, big life urge. Uh, also some beautiful things that come out of these breathwork stories that I've read, um, that was pretty impactful was this woman who, uh, she had experienced menopause 
and um, she found somebody who she loved and she was like, man, I'd really love to have a baby with this, with this man, you know, um, he's the love of my life. And so she birthed her or she breath worked herself that to where her uterus began working again. And she became, um, she had a child. And so it just really makes you think about all of these, these limitations, right. Of, um, or all these conditions, all these patterns of thinking that were, um, our other people's truth that are kind of are and it's fine right like this is this is a the human experience um but just like find out what's what's your own truth even you know there's people who are breathitarians out there and that's their um they get their nutrients just off of breath uh i had i was talking about this yesterday and um so i decided to just google it and i did find like a couple who is a who've lived uh 11 years without without food or water and this is like a transition right you just don't go from like eating well-balanced meals to be like okay today i'm i'm done eating (laughs) um it's like a 20-year process right You you take out the meat first and then you take out the dairy and then you take out the veggies or like anything that grows in the ground and you only eat the fruits from that live on the trees right that are higher to the um higher more closer to the sun they're going to be a higher vibrational food um and then you eventually you get rid of the fruits and you just get all of your nutrients and your your health from the universe from the breath and so um this is all stuff that is and so it kind of puts that like you know um eating three meals a day or eating five meals a day to be able to live a healthy lifestyle um it kind of kind of negates all of that the, a good book about that is called the um the diet the only diet there ever is or something like that the only diet you'll need to know um and that's also by sandra ray too and she talks about the transition or how to transition and um what has worked for her because she's been through somebody who's struggled through weight issues and myself included like i'm an emotional eater and i was kind of taught and raised to emotionally eat and um so, you know, for me, it's hard to go away from those comfort foods of like quesadillas and sugar is like a huge one for me. I'm addicted to sugar for sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's like just being aware of that stuff and knowing like the only diet there ever is, is, is when you listen to your body and you come more in tune and understand what you need more. Like my body will tell me when it needs a certain vegetable or a certain fruit, or, you know, if I'm craving something, that's your body communicating with you. It's just, you have to learn how to be, um, sensitive enough to listen. And I've been through like, especially, um, there's this one time where, there's a beautiful park um, called Sprig Mountain Ranch, and there's a beautiful house that is on there. And you can feel the different energies of the people that live there, and um, especially of the last owner. Her name is Vera. And um, one of the people who we were with was like, you know, I, I can't feel anything. I can't sense anything. Because we went into her hobby room, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so much lighter in here than the rest of the house. And um, he was like, I don't feel that. And it was like, you do feel it. It's just you don't know um, what it is yet, right? Like we are all sensitive beings. We all have these these uh, gifts of being psychic or intuitive, you know, and um, my biggest gift is clairsentient. I can feel things a lot. Um, and so... 
Yeah, like it's just learning how to being like, oh, that's connected to this. Or when I feel this, that means that. Or, you know, when I see this symbol, this is related to this. Um, Or, you know, the animals show up a lot for me. So if I'll be thinking something and then like, you know, a quail will come out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, thank you for the validation, you know. Um, So it's very, it's beautiful. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch base on that. Breath work. uh, Did I? Yeah, birth traumas and um, physical immortality. What are your thoughts? I would love to hear your feedback. Um, And then if you haven't been doing breath work, just try the breath work that I said in the middle or in the beginning of this episode. You know, it's very powerful. Um, And then if you need any help or guidance direction, I'm always here for you. And I know that there's plenty of other um, breath work workers and yoga instructors out there. And so whoever you resonate with, most that that's your person but uh thank you so much for letting me share my my truths on the podcast and thank you for listening thank you so much for listening to my podcast if you want to learn more information you can do go to magnificenthands.com and sign up for our online membership to have access to videos for breath work Kriyas, meditations, and more. Um, Check me out on social media, Jennifer Freer underscore at Instagram. That's Jennifer with one N. And then you can always find me on Facebook, Jennifer Freer. Freer is F-R-E-E-R. Talk to you soon.